everybody. Welcome to another episode of Politically Depressed. As always, I'm your host, Eamon McAdam. Today's episode is going to be a lot shorter, actually, and a lot more concise than most of my other episodes because something specific happened today. And I mean, I know the title gives it away, but basically, it was really weird. And I want to share the whole story with you all while it's still fresh in my mind and kind of in my body because it was really weird. But yeah, I think it's an important story because I think these people are everywhere and it is a specific tactic and um, has different effects and intentions. But yeah, I think we should all be more vigilant in general at these Palestine solidarity protests. So yeah, as the title suggests, I did indeed catch a infiltrator. Basically, I went to another Palestine Solidarity protest today here in Vienna, and we all met up, and we started marching through, like, the main high street of the city. We were about 500, definitely no more than 500, and it was only, like, 10 minutes in that I saw someone holding a piece of paper with a flag on it, and when I got a bit closer, I noticed that it was the Iranian flag. More specifically, the old Iranian flag of the Shah. It sort of took me a few minutes to think about it, and then I said, no, I'm going to confront that person, or at least talk to them, and be like, you shouldn't carry that flag around here, because, well, I don't know if y'all know, but the Shah was, you know, a US and UK puppet, completely. He was a really important pawn for American Cold War geopolitics, and um, was also a very heavy Zionist. His Secret Service literally trained in Israel, and he was overthrown in 1979 by the Islamic Revolution. Well, I mean, there was a lot of revolutionary groups and movements, but ultimately what we now know as the 79 Islamic Revolution. Anyway, So this guy, and I know the flag is used by other groups that are like anti-regime, like the current regime, but they're very sus, and they are also very Zionist. Like, I think some of the still-living Pahlavi heirs, uh, one of them actually did, I think, a year ago, take a photo with an Israeli soldier, and it was kind of like, feminism. Anyway, there's a lot of reasons why this flag is just not okay and not acceptable at a Palestine protest. And so I confronted him and he didn't speak much. And I, f- I felt at the time he was caught off guard. He didn't strike me as Iranian. And I asked him where he's from. He said, Syria. And I asked him if he spoke Arabic. And he said, no. I was like, okay, well, you still shouldn't be waving that flag because well, reasons, and also this is Palestine, and look around you, you know? There are other flags, you know, there's the free Syrian flag, there is someone waving a Yemeni flag, I was part of the queer bloc, which was waving a kind of progress flag mixed with the Palestine flag, and so it's definitely not, you know, get in line, but, you know, this is pretty suspicious and weird, and don't do it, and uh, I don't know. But either way, he agreed, He folded the thing up, he put it in his pocket, and I went back to the person I was with, and it was like, okay, that happened. Five minutes later, I see the same dude holding a different 
flag, a different A4 paper, with the Iranian flag of the Islamic Republic. I was so confused. Like, did he just have a complete change of heart in those like five, ten seconds? Did I win him over or whatever or like convince him? You know what I mean? And so I thought that was really suspicious. So I went to one of the organizers of the queer block and told them about it. And I mean, you know, aside from the whole chain of events, him holding the flag of the Islamic Republic of Iran uh, at this protest was not okay as well. Um, Because the Islamic Republic, no matter what they say or what their proxies say, are not an ally of any of us in the region. They are their own imperialist power with their own state interests. And I think that's pretty clear. Anyway, sorry, I got much more political there than I intended to. She said, yeah, you should talk to him, ask him to take it down. When I went back, I couldn't find him. But the person I was with told me that someone else had actually spoken to him and scolded him and told him not to wave that flag and pointed that other person out. So I went and talked to them. Turns out they're half Tunisian, half something. They don't speak Arabic that much, but was telling me that, yeah, he just confronted this person, that they didn't speak much, but they told him not to hold this flag. And the guy apparently just accepted and agreed and folded it up and left. And then I started telling him about the fact that he was holding that other flag. And that's really weird, you know? It's kind of like someone holding, I don't know, like a Syrian regime flag and then a free Syria flag. Like those are contradictory, you know? Literally the Islamic Republic overthrew the Shah. And like, it's just, it's, it was very strange. And I swear to God, not 10 minutes later, there he is again, holding the same flag, the one with the lion, the Shah. And I went up to him again. I said, I thought we talked about this. (laughs) And he showed me that he put a sticker that says free Palestine onto the flag. So now it's okay. But I told him that doesn't change anything. And he kind of ignored me. And then five minutes later, as I'm deliberating, like, what do I do? Do I talk to other people? I notice he's changed flags again. And now he's holding the Islamic Republic flag. Like, I think he just, at a certain point, had both of them and was, like, flipping between them. And so I went up to him and I was like, listen, talk to me. What language do you speak? And he said Arabic. Which confused me at first, because he had just told me he doesn't speak any Arabic. But, so that was like another alarm bells ringing. And so I was like, okay. Lesh, like, so sorry. <laughs> so I started speaking to him in Arabic. And asked him, why are you holding that flag? And he couldn't answer me. And I was like, wait, so where are you from? And he said, Syria. I was like, where in Syria? And he said, Halab. And I asked him to, but why would you be waving a flag that represents a state that literally destroyed your city. And he couldn't answer. But not he couldn't answer like he was flabbergasted, like he didn't understand what I was saying. And I asked him then, what is your name? I asked him in Arabic. And he still gave me that same dumbfounded look that he has no idea what I'm saying. You know? Like, my Arabic is shit. But you ask like a three-year-old, shuismak, shuismak. Like, it's just, it's basic, basic, basic Arabic. 
And so I was like, okay, no, something's sus up here. Something is very, very weird. And we get to the sort of main square. I go up to one of the organizers and of the main protest, and I start telling her. But at this point, he kind of also he disappears, but also I'm talking to a lot of people. Like, at a certain point, I think the last time I confronted him, there were a few other people around me that are asking me, like, what's going on? And, like, as he's standing just a few centimeters away from me, I'm talking to them, you know, in Arabic and being like, this guy is a spy. This guy is an infiltrator. And it made me sound really para, like, really paranoid. But, you know, as I was saying more and more, it became very obvious that, no, I'm not making this up. There's something very strange happening here. Small detail about this guy, he had a jacket on that had an emblem of the United Nations on the left and one for Austria on the right, which again, weird. When we get to the main square, which is basically where the protest ends, I notice he's running up front. I see him right up front, waving those two papers. And yeah, So I go to the organizer, I tell her about it, we try and find him, I can't find him, and apparently other people had told him off. Word's getting around, you know, and I'm talking to a lot of people, and um, five minutes go by and there's a camera, there's some people doing interviews, and there I see him jump in front of the camera with with these two flags, showing his UN, his supposed UN badge, and at this point... I rushed towards him, three other people rushed towards him, the organizer rushed towards him, and we're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, he wasn't speaking. And she's like, where are you from? And he said, Syria. And someone else asked him, where in Syria? Aleppo. And then one person had a very smart idea. She asked him, "Where? what's Aleppo in Arabic? And here, I mean, I for some reason didn't hear it the first time around, but when he said it this time, it was very clear. And... Okay, I remember him saying halab, because in Arabic there is a ha and a ha. And no matter what, if you are from halab, and you don't speak a damn word of Arabic, you know how to pronounce halab, you know? But other people say that he said halab, and that is sort of is a major red flag that he speaks Hebrew, he's an Israeli, he is a full-on Zionist infiltrator who... From the best that I can gather, wanted to falsely represent this protest as pro-Iran, and at the same time to represent the UN and Austria as being pro-Iran, and sort of, I don't know, (laughs) trying to get seen so that manufactured content, bullshit, whatever. And so... Once he says this line, we all instantly start glaring at him. And one guy with us, who I think is part of BDS Austria, says a great line. He goes, busted. (laughs) It was a great moment. And at that point, the guy shot himself and turned around and was looking around. And then he kind of just bolted. He just ran. He took off his patches, threw them on the ground, ran a little bit, ran back to pick up the patches, put them back on. I don't know what that was about. Oh, small detail that I didn't mention because things kind of, I don't know, when I tell a story, I kind of go into a certain momentum. But 
I think like the second or third time I confronted him about the Islamic Republic flag, he had written on the Islamic Republic of Iran's flag, using a big pen, women, life, freedom. And when we were confronting him, like, you are not Syrian, you are lying about being Syrian, you are doing something, you're up to something, he pulled out a necklace of Syria, and he's like, no, I am. So this is prepared. He was sent. I don't think he's doing this alone, but he had a plan, he prepared for this, and as inept and ridiculous and ludicrous as this whole thing is... Like, this is a serious tactic. This is something that is known. I think when I was talking to someone in the crowd about it, he mentioned something about, I think the word was mindasin or something like that, because it's a massive thing in the West Bank, you know? But these are like, let's say, a bit more trained. You know, they'd speak Arabic, they'd look a bit the part, and they would go with people who are protesting the Israeli occupation and then, like, burst out of their costumes and arrest people and drag them away to the soldiers. So it's much more intense and it's much more like an actual operation. This seems like some weird, I don't really understand, but it's like super high concept propaganda. And I don't know, I'm a little proud of myself that I caught on pretty early, you know, that I trusted my instincts Like, in terms of this action, it seems pretty low stakes, I guess, because what was the very worst that could happen? The Austrian press thinks slowly of these protests. I mean, that happens anyway. But, yeah, obviously there are some of these actors. And actually, why I was highly suspicious is because, A, we know that they do this. As in, this is like a literal piece of Zionist propaganda technique of like, infiltrating and da 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 but i think i read only like a week ago on twitter that there are some organizations paying people to do this you know like this guy could have gotten 50 bucks just to do this thing or whatever and given a name given a whatever do this do that i don't know but it's definitely suspicious and they could do more you know like It was kind of subtle in terms of the Iranian flag of whatever. When I talked to some people, they thought it was the Mexican flag. But not a lot of people know the flag of the Shah. And so, you know, I paid attention in geography class. Uh, (laughs) No, but really. So there is an element of duplicity, of duplicity, of trying to be secretive, of trying to do something. And I think we should all be vigilant and aware of who are we sharing the streets with and be very careful you know i do think i should have asked more questions once the flag switched because again super fucking suspicious but uh yeah crazy like absolutely bonkers like what kind of a plan is that i was talking to a friend of mine and they were like wow they actually made chat gpt people you know what i mean (laughs) Like, writing women life freedom on the Islamic Republic flag? I mean, get a Russian flag, put Slavo Krania, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. 
And yeah, I don't know. That's that story. And so, yeah, this has been another episode of Politically Depressed. I hope you've enjoyed this quick and dirty episode. If you appreciate this podcast and the episodes I've been doing, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash fire these times to support this podcast and become a member. And if you can't do that, then leave a review or a rating for this podcast, which really helps with the algorithm. And yeah, stay safe, everybody. And uh, keep pushing for a fucking ceasefire, at least. Thank you.